All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, January 31st edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. And today I'm going solo. As you can see in the messages here, Big Marcel24. Hey, guys. Sorry I can't make it. It's the only way home. See you all tomorrow. Marcel had some uh, uh, previous uh, engagement that he had to do tonight. So won't be on the podcast today, but it's just a recap show anyway. It's not like we're going to break down UFC Vegas 47. That's tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll be doing that. Um, today we'll just be a recap for this week. We'll talk about fights. Um, I'll take any questions you guys have too. I'm here for an hour with you guys. So talk, talk about anything. We got hype MMA here. What's going on, man? Glad to have you here, dude. Yeah, and Marcel, he just left his job as a mailman. Uh, like I want to say two days ago or three days ago. So I'm really happy for the guy. And going forward, he'll just be working in MMA. So, you know, it's going to be great. I'm happy for the dude. But he's not here today. So it is what it is. Um, we're talking about Bellator 273, we're talking about Eagle FC a little bit, a couple upsets there, obviously. Um, I know there's some fight announcements this week as well that we could talk about, but I do think a good place to start is Eagle F- or um, Bellator, and then we'll do Eagle FC. I'll do Bellator first. So let's start with Bellator 273. Um, you know, I got to give myself and Marcel some credit here. We both called Ryan Bader as the upset. And last week when we talked about it, guys, he was plus 260 underdog. You know, at the end of it, I think he closed at like plus 180 yesterday or something like that, but still really good odds. Like you're getting two to one odds still. Let me check what the closing number was. Yeah, 180. When we talked about the fight, it was at plus 260. Um, the guy looked good. I mean, it was a close fight, but I felt like he deserved to win the fight. It was close. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I think the judges, I want to just give him credit for and this fight. And also the Benson Henderson fight, I'll talk about in a second here, just – they were rewarding guys that were doing more work in the fight. And I like to see that, you know, Bader was doing more damage against the fence. The other dude was just holding him there. Bader was the one elbowing the guy in the head, scoring points that way. You're not scoring points necessarily if someone's holding against the fence. Now, granted, if neither guy's doing something, the guy push, doing the fence pushing, yeah, I, I would say if neither guy is doing anything, then that would be the guy because, you go, again, you go down to the, the criteria. At that point, there's nothing effective with the strength and grappling. You'd go to the optical control and the aggression. But in this one, I think Ryan Bader was pretty effective with the striking along the fence. So I think it was I think it was a good call by the judges. Close fight, don't get me wrong. It's not like I wouldn't have been upset had they had they gone the other way, you know, but it was definitely the right side. And again, Ryan Bader at heavyweight's a good fighter. You know, light heavyweight, I talked about last week, was the number one thing I said. This is a different weight class. You know, I just think it's really easy to look at, you know, the guy's last three fights. The guy got knocked out two times. Yeah, he did. But again, he lost to Corey Anderson and Vadim Melkov, two great fighters, and at a lower weight class where we know, we know, guys, that your chin is affected. By cutting all additional weight. So, you know, I think a heavyweight is a good move for him. He's going to fight Chia Kongo next in, in a rematch. Not really a rematch I wanted to see. I don't think anyone did. But, you know, to be fair to Chia, that fight was almost three years ago, whereas the XML eye poke. So, to be fair to him, I mean, he's had to wait a while for the rematch, too. Um, I was hoping, kind of, that they would just do Fedor, but, you know, they're going to go with Chia Kongo instead. I don't know who Fedor is going to fight for his last fight. No idea. I think this would have made more sense, personally, but, you know, because he just beat Fedor's guy, right? Baldowski. I think it would make sense, you know, so I'm a little curious, I guess, what they're going to do with him. But anyways, I thought Bader looked good. I just wanted to give him props, guys. And, you know, for a plus 260 dog, when we talked about Tuesday, he did really well. Let me get the comments here. Uh, Joe, hey, Joe, what's up, man? Glad to have you here. Eight Loco. We'll talk about that in a sec. Dana White diss track. Hey, Tristan. Like how Bellator announced the next fight in Stereodons. I like it, too. It's not an octagon, though. It's not eight sides. (laughs) I think, is it? I don't know. They used to do a circle. Um, Now, I don't even know if it's just a regular cage now. I don't think it's eight sides though, isn't it? How many sides is the Bellator cage? Six? Let me check. I want to know because I don't think it's an octagon. Um, yeah, it's a little different. It's more of like a circle. 
So can't call it an octagon, Tristan. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's the ring, the cage. Khabib's O had to go. We're going to talk about that in a sec, Glenn. Uh, happy to have you here, buddy. Yeah, you know, Glenn, that's the one thing. You know, I, don't, I still don't understand why the UFC's never been to France um, when Bellator's gone multiple times during COVID, you know? It's just, it's kind of weird. Like, UFC's always like, oh, we can't go to these countries, but like Bellator does. <laughs> and Bellator is second rate MMA compared to the UFC. I mean, let's be honest. So it's kind of weird. Uh, I'll, get, I'll get this comment really fast before I forget about it. The Dana White diss track, I thought it was funny, man. Honestly, like Jake Paul, you guys, I don't know if you saw it, but I thought it was pretty funny. You know, um, some of the stuff in it, you know, some of the stuff he's saying is, is stupid because, for instance, he keeps saying this, even inside it in the description on the YouTube video, it's like 12K minimum. Jake, we just found out it's 10K. So why are you saying 12, dude? It's 10. Not only that, but, you know, he obviously doesn't like gaining weight. I mean, it's pretty clear. You know, I, I think it's funny, but is it an effective way of going about this? I'm not sure. You know, but, you know, at the end of the day, guys, I, I for me, the, the sport's nothing without the fighters. So if the fighters can get more money, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? I'm just not sure is, if Jake Paul being really aggressive towards Dana White media, is that really, is that really changing anything for the, for the good? I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't think so, but not sure if it's hurting too much either. It does seem like there's more awareness towards fighter pay and low fighter pay in the sport. You know, the biggest thing is guys, here's the, here's the number one problem with, with the, with the UFC. Not, not that it's a problem. Dana, for Dana White and, and the owners, it's great, but the American government's never cracked down on the UFC as a monopoly. That's the biggest problem here. You know, it clearly is. It clearly is. And Dana's going to say, oh, no, there's all these other promotions. But it clearly is. They bought out Pride, that was their number of competitor. They bought out Strikeforce, which was the number of competitor. Yeah, there's Bellator, but really, without, if there's no Bellator, is there in PFL, I guess, there's, there's nothing else. So for me, it's, you know, UFC, it's still the number one organization, but I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's going to only go on for so much longer, guys. Like, eventually, the government's going to crack down. They're going to be like, hey, these guys are being paid 18% or whatever it is of the pie. It should be 50. So, we've got Drake. And hey, Jake, Drake. And I want to give this guy a shout out. Drake's the guy I worked with for like three years at BJ Penn, Jake, and um, Miami News as well. We both worked. I, I don't know if you're, I guess Jake, Drake just left there, but he just got a job at MMA Mania. So, congrats, man, because uh, that's a really big website, and I'm happy for you, dude. He's asking about Jeremy Stevens at PFL. I think it's a bad move for him, guys. I don't know if I talked about you guys. I, I know I talked about him on Twitter. I just think it's a bad move. I just, I don't like the move for him. Like, I think PFL is, it's, I think there's really good fighters in PFL that are, that are better than Jeremy Stevens at this point in his career. To me, Jeremy Stevens, he's a guy that he can still have the occasional knockout. I think Bellator would have been a good place for Jeremy Stevens. You know, I think that PFL, or not PFL, BKFC would be a good spot for him. I'm not sure about PFL, guys. I really don't know about it. I, I don't think it's a good move for, for Jeremy. I think he could lose in the first round if he even makes it that far. Like, is he even one of the top eight guys? I don't think so, honestly. Like, Roush Manfield beats him pretty easily. You know, Loic Radzibov, who just picked up a win in Eagle, probably beats Jeremy Stevens too. So, like, those are the top two guys. I mean, there's obviously guys he can beat. I'm not saying he won't win a fight. He'll probably win one of the, the qualifying matches. They'll probably give him something easy. But I just think it's not a great move for his career, you know, personally. Um, him being out of the UFC was... It came out. It kind of came out of nowhere because he, he lost to Gamrot like a couple months ago, or last summer I want to say even. Like it was. It's been a while, right? So it's kind of weird. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, the guy. He. You know what? He owned some of the greatest knockouts of all time. The one on RDA. The one on. Uh, even the one on Josh Emmett was nasty. Uh, Dennis Bermudez. I mean, I made some good money on this guy too during his career because he's been an underdog a lot too, right? But you know, at this point in his career, he's lost. He's lost three straight. He's. He hasn't, Wanted to fight his last six. He has been fighting elite guys. It's just, you know, his last win was 
four years ago. So I just I'm not really convinced he's gonna do well in this tournament. I think I, yeah. I'm with you guys. I think KFC would have perfect. Like I was expecting that to be honest when I heard he got released, but he chose to go a different route. All right, let's go back to Bellator. So yeah, I talked about the main event. I think it was a good call by the judges and uh me and Marcel made a good call on the dog. Now the core main event, I gotta be honest, like I thought this fight was gonna be mammoth off for sure. But Benson Henderson sneaks it off, guys. Plus 425 underdog. Wow. I mean, big upset here, um, according to the odds. You know, definitely the odds I, a little bit heavy. You know, they were a little bit high. I mean, Benson's on a scrub. It's like people thought he this guy was completely garbage at this point. Now, don't get me wrong, it was a very close fight. I think it could I really think it could have gone either way. And I don't think it would have been a bad decision either way, but I, I kind of like the judges giving it to Benson. I kind of feel like he did did more in the fight. Like he was working for those submissions. He had a guillotine, like every time I looked up, he was in the guy's guard in a guillotine choke. The other guy was just holding him down. Is that's not really effective. Again, if Benson was just lying there on the back, not doing anything, yes, then the guy's winning. But he was going for subs. He was landing elbows from the bottom. I think this was a good call by the judges. You know, some people have said, again, with both these guys, they are Arizona guys. So they're like, hey, you know, these guys are, you know, being the beneficiary of hometown cooking. Generally, I there's always something to that. Like, I'm not saying it didn't help them. Obviously, it did. I'm sure it did. But I gen- genuinely think these were good decisions by the judges, guys. I really do, you know. Um, I didn't call this upset. I called one of them. I didn't call this one. I'm pretty surprised that Benson won, but I think the judges did a good job. I think we got to give them some credit. You know, we always shit on them. We're like, oh, these judges are garbage. Like, they scored this fight 327. It was clear 29 28 for the other guy. Like, we always say that, right? These judges stink. They're not getting 10 8s or they give up too leniently. Let's give them some credit when they do a good job. They did a good job on this card, you know, including these two fights. It's fun to say that. Dude, it broke everyone's partly. I mean, I didn't expect them to win. Let's say that. Schedules, formats hard to adjust to you. Yeah, it's definitely different, you know, for sure. Um, I think 155 won't be cutting weight, so I think it's going to be good for him. But does UFC have six months to back and match any other promotions offer, hence the six-month delay? <sighs> you know, I guess I, it's possible, yeah. I mean, but usually they won't, Glenn, they won't take the six months, you know, especially with a guy like Jeremy who's pretty been a pretty good soldier for the UFC, let's be honest, over the years. I don't think it was like they intentionally tried to, like, keep him on the shelf, if that makes sense. But it's possible that was part of it. It is possible, Glenn. So good point. Um, that would make sense. But again, you know, I'm not sure if the UFC was rushing to sign him back. And if he said, hey, I have a better offer from PFL, I'm, I'm inclined to believe that Dana White would just probably say, okay, that's fine. You can go, you know? So that's that's my guess. But I think it's definitely a good point, Glenn. And I, I didn't think about that. It's a good point. Um, does it? Yeah, I mean, I, we just said that, you know, with the judging. I, I think it, you know, it didn't, help, it didn't hurt them. I'll say that. It didn't hurt them. But I just think they were good calls by the judges because, again, the guys were doing more work. Just because the guy's on the wrong end of a, of a grappling position doesn't mean he's not winning the fight. Remember that. Remember that, guys, you know? Thought the judges would go, yeah, yeah, I think it was a good call. People call it robbery. I mean, let's be honest. They were they were sad that their partly lost, probably, you know? And, again, it was a close fight. I, I think that fight could win either way, you know? I, I would say Brian Bader would probably more clear win, you know, than to Benson. But I think it was a pretty good call, like I said, by the judges. Um Let's go to some of the other fights at Bellator 273. Uh, I only got the chance to watch the main card, but we also had uh, Henry Corrales defeats uh, Aiden Lee. So that's a, that's a solid win for him. And, uh, you know, the line the line flipped. Um, the line flipped on that, guys. Aiden Lee. Yeah, I think he was like – he was a favorite. Yeah, no, he was the dog, and he closes the favorite. So for me, that's surprising, the line flip, because I think Corrales is a pretty decent fighter. I'm not saying he's great because he's not, but he's decent. Uh, and I thought clearly he would have been the favorite in that fight. So I'm a little surprised the line flipped. But anyways, Corrales wins the technical decision. And then the last maker fight. This one surprised me too. Uh, another upset. We had four up. Wow. All four. 
that's the thing. Everyone's like Bellator's Chalk City. Like all the favorites win. Not on this card. All the underdogs won. I saw a lot of people lost money in this card, which sucks, you know. But I, I didn't think Jaleel Willis lose to Samal Masi, especially by a tri- or an arm triangle choke. I mean, Samal Masi is, to me, he's like a grinder, right? Like he only has three submission wins in his career. The last submission came in eight years ago. That is really surprising. Let's be honest here. Let me get this comment. Sweet scientists, what's up? This is a good comment, actually. I agree with this guy. I understand how you judge a sub at 10. Judges don't know how deep things are. I don't see how you give the round to the guy on bottom. Yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's fair. I think I think that's a fair comment. I really do. Um, you're right. I mean, it, it's hard to say like how deep those were. I mean, but we do know from you know, we do we don't know jujitsu. The judges should know it. You know, if a guy's got a guy in a pretty tight detail, he's got his legs wrapped around him in full guard, it's pretty tight. Um, but in general, man, you're right. It's hard to know exactly how tight it is. And Joe Rogan's the guy who's always like, oh, it's, it's over. The fight's over. And it's not. I just think in this case, you know, the guy was on top but not doing anything. And the guy on bottom was actually doing something. So that's why I think it's okay. I'm not, I'm not going to argue this decision either way because for me, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't have any skin in this game. You know, personally, I think if, if I bet on this fight, I'd be a lot more upset. But for me, it's a close fight that I, I think it was fine. You know, that's, that's my opinion. I wouldn't argue it either way. If you said Mamadov deserved to win, that's fine. That's totally fine. I, I would I would understand that. You know, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like a 51-49 lean to me for Benson winning that fight. It was that close, in my opinion, anyways. Benson's 2-0 against a blue map uh Nirwagamia's fighters. That, that's interesting. It's interesting. Wilson's been subbed the first round twice. Why do you think that is? Uh does his wrestling style have him too comfortable? I mean, that's a good question. I mean, Joe Willis is a guy that, you know, for me is a, a good prospect and I got to be honest, like when he became a free agent a few years ago, um, I thought UFC would sign him, you know, after he, he won, uh, I think he was the LFA champ. Yeah, he was the welterweight champion. I thought I thought he'd get signed, but they passed. And, you know, he's lost two straight fights by submission. So, you know, clearly not as good as we thought he was. And uh, overall, just two and two in Bellator. So a little disappointing. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just lost two straight fights by choke. He just, you know, he's, he's making a mistake that a lot of guys do. You know, Justin Scoggins was a guy in the UFC years ago. He used to get his neck stuck in like all these chokes. Matt Brown's a guy with, well, now it's good, but historically with some of the worst submission defense, so very similar. Just got to work on that. I mean, it's just, it's a party, part of his game that's a huge hole. He's never going to become anything if he can't stop a guillotine or an arm triangle. Strange reaction leads seem to not let the doc see his eye. Didn't like it. Yeah, bizarre. And I, I'm pretty sure Glenn, like he's one of your guys, right? He's a Brit, right? So. How was getting caught? Yeah, we'll talk about the prelims in a sec. When I saw my parlay had cash, we saw. I know, right, Daniel? Honestly, I'm surprised to you. I really am. You know, he did. So we'll get to we'll get to the prelims quickly. Um, yeah, Enrique Brazola, man, third round finish. I mean, that you know, for me last week, I was talking with Brazola. Like, I was really on the fence about this fight, and I uh, thought it was going to either way. You know, Brazola gets a finish though. It's pretty damn impressive. Let's be honest. Good for him. And you know, a guy that again, I don't really know why the UFC let him go. I think he had a good record in the UFC. It was six three and one positive record. That's a really good record, actually, 6-3-1 in the UFC. That's a really good record, albeit not against the best guys, but still, that's you're, you're like way above 500 at that point. So good sign by Bellator, man. And this guy's only 32 years old, right? So this surprised the UFC let him go. I mean, they're always talking about expansion in Latin America, and this was one of their guys, and they just let him go. Caldwell's lost uh, three straight fights now. He's lost five of his last seven uh, fights. And it's crazy, right? Like, it's just the sport's nuts, man. It wasn't that – but to be fair – he beat Adam Boric last two years ago on January 25th, 2020. Adam Boric is one of the best guys. He also has a winner over Corrales and some other guys. So despite three straight losses, I think they'll give him one more fight, you know, if he has a fight left in his contract. Now, if his contract's over, they'll let him go. Sad seeing Caldwell pick. I mean, he's a decent guy, the Wolf, right? So, and uh, I had a 
a good relationship with Bad Boy, the the clothing manufacturer. This was like their last guy. I don't know if he's still wearing Bad Boy, but he was like the last guy they had. Him and Gustafson, and his, this was like the last guy that Bad Boy had. And uh, you know, my my buddy Will, who owns it, I don't know, I don't even know if they might have went on the business now, but I I love that logo, the old Bad Boy logo with the eyes, and you know, it just it just sucks that that's his career's kind of panned out, and also that company because I felt the guys honestly. And I am biased because I, I know the guy. Actually, he ended up buying the company. I didn't know the original owners, but this guy bought it a few years ago. He's a friend of mine. But I thought their clothing was the best. I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought the Bad Boy MMA clothing was by far the best. Anyways, let's go down to the other uh, the other part of the card here. We had Chris Gonzalez defeat Saad Wad by knockout. Wow, that's really impressive. Obviously, Chris Gonzalez is a pretty impressive fighter, man. I mean, he's, he looked good in Bellator, and that's a nice win for him, getting a knockout. Uh, Dalton Rasta won. No surprise there. I mean, he won by decision, though, so that's kind of surprising. A lot of finishes in this card. This guy can't get finished. Uh, Nikita Mikhailov defeats Blaine Shot. Lucas Brand defeats Ben Lugo. And Sullivan Collier defeats Ben Parrish by knockout. So a lot of finishes um, over on the card um, and some some big standout wins. All right, let's go to Eagle FC. Let me pull this up here, guys. Um, pull up the last card and go through this. So interesting, right? And I want to hear you guys' thoughts because, like, from what I saw, like, people were pretty um, impressed, I want to say, uh, with the promotion overall. Like, the the actual like show, it seemed like it was well received by fans. Um, it, the pace was good, right? Like the pace was good. The fights were going back. I hate when PFL sucks in the pace. Like that, that remember that the final you you waited like two hours after the the fight to watch the next fight. Like it made no sense, right? This was good pacing. This is the way pacing should be in MMA. Ross is just a beast. I thought in the last week he's freaking Hercules, man. It's very small, Kristen. I mean, I think that's why you got a lot of finish. <laughs> Spinach and hard work. No way. What's going on, man? What's going on, buddy? Yeah, you know, let's talk about the card, guys. So, main event, uh, Sergey Karatama picks up the episode where Tyrone Spong gets the knockout. The odds were too high. I mean, Tyrone Spong only had two MMA fights. So, why why was he such a, uh, you know, highly favored uh, over here against Karatanov? Yeah, I mean, Karatanov's older now, but Karatanov has... How much experience in MMA, and all he had to do was take the fight to the ground. And he won. So I mean, like for me, the, the odds were stupid. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not saying like I was, I was picking him, but I, the guy's 45 fights compared to the guy with two fights. So for me, this just didn't make sense. You know what I mean, guys? Like really bizarre. Like just kind of strange. You know. That being said, I mean, good win for him, right? Another big win. I mean, you know, I've always loved Sergey Karatonov, guys. He's been one of my favorite heavyweights for like almost 20 years. Yeah, I mean, he's been in, he was in Pride 20 years ago. He's been one of my favorites for a long time. I love watching the guy fight. He's just a beast. He walks forward. I remember when he, man, when he fought that guy, what's his name? Javi Ayala, my God. That was one of the, I remember literally tweeting before. I'm like, there's zero chance in hell this guy loses. And then he gets knocked out in 10 seconds. Like, MMA is such a crazy sport. But besides that, he's been a beast, you know, in Bellator and, and throughout his career and Eagle FC. And, you know, I, I guess they thought that he was shot and he can get knocked out or submitted or something, but he's not. And, you know, being Tyron Spong's a nice win on your resume, you know, regardless of Spong's lack of experience. That's a nice win. So let me get these comments. Yeah, it did. Never mind. I mean, it was, the fights were sick, right? But you're going to wait an hour between fights? Get out of here. Casey was good because they know average. So that's true, Glenn. I didn't think about that. Good point. Commentary is bad with Cejudo. Likely they had chill. Yeah, chill I heard was really good. Hey, Ryan, what's up? Like you, let's see. The app was easy. Production quality, good commentary. Hilarious promotion good yeah pfl i know trust you buddy you know we could do the rest of the pockets about pfl's awful pacing and that's why i laugh when pfl's like we're the second best promotion who said that like who said they were better than bellator like let's be honest like 
yeah, they paid more to the eventual winners, even a better promotion. He sure did. He doesn't have a full game, right? Two amateur fighters at AT <laughs> alongside Frank Rear. I'm, I'm not sure. You know, actually, I just shouldn't laugh because that's a good point. I'm not sure if Dan's giving them money or something. Like, you know, a guy like even like Dalton Ross, I think, is an ATP guy, right? Like, he's not, you know, making a ton of money right now. Like, I'm, Dan might be paying these guys something. You know, Dan's got something good going. Dan Lambert, I'm going about. So it wasn't the best show saved it. I saw Sekudo's shoes. They were like, like the, the, the rubber was like this big on his shoes. That's too funny. Anyways, PFL Challenger Series, you know, I, was, I made a joke. I said, man, this sounds like Strike Force Challengers, right? So it's called the Challenger Series. It's like the Contender Series and Strike Force Challengers. That's basically what they did. They, they, there's no, there was no creativity to this game at all. <laughs> it's so dumb, guys. It was Strike Force Challengers and UFC Contender Series. They call it PFL Challenger Series. No, no, nothing. I mean, I, I think it's not a bad idea because I think there's some good prospects being signed, but <laughs> does PFL really need this? Like, PFL, they, they're going too fast, guys. Like, now they're, I read the press release. They're like, we can't wait to do our first pay-per-view this year. Are you fucking kidding me? Who's buying a PFL pay-per-view? No one in this channel is buying it. Let's be honest. You guys all love PFL. You all love MMA. I love MMA. I like PFL. Are they kidding me? <laughs> Who's buying a PFL pay-per-view? Stupid. Gracie and Storley, first BJ uh, wrestler match ever. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I still like Neiman, though. PFL, best, first best person. And finally, it was biggest. Yeah, I know. They all say it's so good. So, Josh Silvera is really good. I think that's the guy you're talking about, Josh Silvera. You know, Josh, I think, could have signed with UFC, but he's like, you know what? Go try PFL and make a million dollars. For that specific guy, every fighter is different. That probably was a good move for him. You know? Anyways, let's go back to the uh, Eagle FC card. Rashad Evans picks up the win over Gabriel Checo. I mean, like, I, I just don't really care. I mean, what does this even mean? Like, again, like, he beats Gabriel Checo. This is a guy, guys, when I saw this fight, I was like, Gabriel Checo, oh, that's the dude who got his ass kicked by Jordan Wright. That's the guy who got his ass wrestled by Jordan Wright who can't, who doesn't do anything besides, like, head kick you in the first round. And he got beat up pretty good in LFA. So I'm, like, thinking to myself, what? This is the fight? And, of course, he loses. So, I mean, there's no, it was no surprise. The odds were stupid, too, in this fight. Plus 200 to Rashad. I hope you guys put a little bit of money on him. I mean, again, you know, it's hard to trust a guy who lost that many fights. But Gabriel Check was not good, you know. Again, it's you're, – you're, this is tough. But in general, you try to bet on decent fighters and fade bad ones, you know, if you can. Especially if the odds are like this. So hopefully you guys, some of you guys got some, some cash on that. You choose match rate one UFC belt for – oh, that's a good one, Glenn. But for me, it's it's got to be uh, AJ McKee, right? It's got to be him versus um, uh, Volkanovski, I guess. Like that's the fight, right? The two featherweight champs. That'd be the fight. But I, I'd rather see him fight Max. So if Max wins the belt, that'd be the fight. But I think anyone versus McKee, because at that at this point, he's the best guy in Delta, right? People pay me, I buy their paper. <laughs> yeah, send me a check for like sixty bucks. Fun. We can have night fights. Uh, hey, what's up, John? That's right, Dylan Salvador and uh, Raimond Magomed. Uh, now we'll, go, we'll keep going through those fights. One of our main fights. Ray Borg is such a talented guy, but I just think that they're just – I think the UFC is the way Borg business, man. Just – he's not reliable. Like, he pulls out of fights all the time. And, again, I understand, you know, his daughter is – or son, I mean. Sorry, son Anthony, I believe. Been super sick over the years. Like, that sucks. UFC matchmakers have so much compassion for this guy. Come on. He had, like, 10 weight misses. He pulled out of so many fights. He doesn't really – he shouldn't – he doesn't really belong in the UFC, to be honest. Like, I hate to say it, you know, he seems like a great guy, Ray Borg, good fighter too, but it's a privilege to be in the UFC, really. And if you miss weight, all those fights, eventually you, you just, you, you can't get the guy signed. You can't, you know, rely on the guy to sign, so you won't sign him. 
Ray Cooper's whole family will watch. They sure will. And Ray, I mean, Ray's making, he's made $2 million in PFL. So he's done really well there, you know, so I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that, buddy. I mean, the odds were definitely in your favor. Bellator, yeah, I, I like their, I like the division. Don't get me wrong, Bellator's got some good fighters, but I mean, the UFC's still the top promotion. Yeah, Cody Gibson. So this, again, going down the, the card, uh, Cody Gibson lost to Ray Borg, um, which is too bad. I like Cody too. I mean, you know, again, we talked about him last week. Cody's a guy that I think, I think I cut from USC a little soon. You know, he had some really hard fights. Like I think he fought Sterling in his debut. He's a champ now. So he had a tough run. Um, but yeah, Ray Borg wins the decision. Uh, Ramazan Kermagomedov, another guy that was signed to the UFC. And they, I think he had COVID or something and then he couldn't fight. They let him go. He beat John Howard. I think that he'll, he'll probably end up back in the UFC or maybe in PFL. That guy, Kermagomedov, he's 10 and 0. He did beat, or, yeah, he, he had a winner. Was it Jordan Williams? Yeah, yeah, in contender series. So I think he's a talented guy. Again, he was supposed to fight Alex Oliveira in the UFC this year, but or last year, but he pulled up an illness. They don't like that, but I do think this guy could get another chance in PFL or, or UFC, Kermagomedov. Um, Raymond Magomedlaev, like we just said, he uh, beats uh, Anthony Jaquandi, but I just don't think that's a good win, honestly, guys. I don't think it's a quality win. You know, Anthony's way up there in age, so I just don't think you can take much from it. But having said that, and this guy does have some other good wins on his resume. Um, you know, he's had some solid wins too in uh, in, in one championship. So um, I think the guy's not bad, you know. Uh, and again, I'm not sure what these guys' contracts are like, but I'd imagine some of these guys could get to the UFC, you know. This guy seems like another guy that the UFC might bring in eventually. I do remember him from one championship last year. He fought in their card with uh, Eddie Alvarez and, and Demetrius Johnson. So I do remember him. Yeah, no, no. Actually, they, they brought him back. No, they passed. Okay, so what happened was, to answer your question, because you're right and I'm right too. So basically what happened was they passed on Contender Series uh, two years ago. Then last year, he was brought in as a short-nose replacement to fight Cowboy Oliveira, but he got sick during fight week and, and they, I guess, canceled the contract because you can't really sign with the UFC, say you're going to fight and then like pull up the next day. They hate that. They usually cut you. So... That's what happened there. No, I'm just letting you know. So you were right, but I was also right. <laughs> Borg reminds you of Dustin Ortiz. Yeah, you know, Dustin's not a bad fighter either. I mean, the guy lost to Joseph Benavidez, right, and then gets cut. I mean, it's brutal cut. So a good guy, a good fighter. Um, Dylan Salver wins. We, we already mentioned here, you know, French fighter. It's good, good win for him. Jorgen DeCastro, former UFC fighter with the submission. Very surprising, gets a submission win. Um, you know, Jorgen, I don't know if he'll be back in the UFC. I don't think he's UFC caliber. I think UFC or even like uh, – Bellator, maybe we could be a good spot for Jorgen, you know, possibly. Demarcus Jackson picks up a win over Miles Hunsinger, kind of an early stoppage. What do you guys think of that stoppage? That one looked a little early to me. What do you guys think? And you know what's you know what's fucked about that fight? Miles Hunsinger is a guy that has done everything he can to protect his record for years. I've known about the guy for years. He's been a pro since 2013. He fights like one time a year, right? He doesn't take fights, he knows he can lose. And then he gets a bad referee stoppage or whatever in like 54 seconds. To lose his first fight that sucks you know and that probably cost the guy ever going to ufc because i know that he was kind of on the short list a few years ago but he's not coming now i don't think um who else won sean bunch won loik radzabov again i'm a little surprised pfl let him go so i'm not sure if he's able to come back to the tournament because obviously he was the runner-up he lost a very close fight to roush manfield that fight was amazing guys the roush manfield fight was amazing with loik radzabov and you're telling me Jeremy Stevens is going to compete with those guys? I, I just don't see it. I fail to see that. You know, if I'm Jeremy Stevens and his manager, who are probably, you know, quite be quite frank, they're probably a little bit uneducated about the PFL fighters, how good these guys are. Jeremy's like, I've never heard of this guy. Definitely could beat him. I don't think so. You know what I mean? That's my honest opinion. I haven't seen the calories now. Um, I think Florida does these salaries. I can't remember, though. 
yeah, you got cracked, man. Anyways, that's it for, for Eagle FC. Overall, I mean, it feels like there's some momentum for this promotion, you know, with obviously with Khabib um, being the, the like basically the Dana White role for this promotion. And they have some good fighters, man, for sure. Um, having said that, there's obviously the Ali connection, which, you know, it's kind of weird how he's such he's playing such a prominent role. It's kind of reminding of World Series of Fighting Part 2. I don't know about you guys. It kind of reminds me of World Series again, where Ali is, you know, the manager for half these guys, and they're most, for the most part, getting favorable matchups. Um, so I, that part's a little weird, you know. And again, I just feel like if this sport was bigger, you know, this stuff wouldn't happen because I, I did see that Aaron McGracken, who's a lawyer, he's an MMA, they call him an MMA lawyer, he reached out to Florida and they said, like, you know, we've did our due diligence and Ali has, you know, he's not connected to the actual promotion of the event, but I just fail to see that, you know, guys, like it's just, there's too much connection, you know? Anyways, that's my thought. Yeah, I agree. PFL, it, but again, World Series of Fighting, he did the matchmaking and he was like the manager for half the guys. It's like Graham Boylan with Cage Warriors, with Patty Pimblett. Like you're giving him fights he can win, right? Was it Felicia Spencer? Uh, I thought she was too. Yeah, um, Ford doesn't believe salaries. That sucks. And Glenn, you got you got to message Jake Paul because I know you're close to friends with Jake. Tell him it's it's ten thousand minimum, not twelve, because he keeps saying twelve. He said it again. Anyways, um, let's see what else. Yeah, so I think that's it for Eagle, and we did Bellator, obviously. Uh, you know, overall, I think you know a decent weekend of fights. Like considering there was no UFC, but I'm looking forward to the UFC guys. You know, for me, it's like these organizations are good, obviously. Um, and this week we also have LFA on Friday, which is a great organization, I think for up and coming fighters, but you know, to me, the UFC is still putting on the best fights for the most part. And I can't wait for um, Saturday's card. So tomorrow, 5 PM Eastern Marcel will be here and we'll, we'll break down the whole card. I'm looking forward to that. I think there's like 13 fights and some really interesting fights, you know, some fights that um, I think can go either way. So I'm looking forward to talking about the card with you guys. Look at this contest uh, comments. Felicia was there. Thought Spencer. Yeah. She, I, 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 yeah, she was there, um, but maybe not as much as you hoped. Keep searching. I'm telling Ali Adam, it's okay. Ali and me, we we're cool. I mean, I don't have an issue with him really, but you know, he's kind of weird. Like he unfollows me and follows me like, all the time. He's been doing it for like the last ten years. He'll follow me for like six months, unfollow, follow back. It's kind of weird, guys, but whatever. I don't care. You know, at the end of the day, you know, even though Ali, this this thing with Eagle, I'm not sure, but the guy does, you know, generally a good job for his for his fighters. So Let's give the guy a little bit of credit again. He's getting these guys good contracts. And I've never heard someone say, like, Ali's doing a bad job representing me. So I'll give the guy some credit there. But, again, if you're, if you're a managing guy, you shouldn't have any say in the matchmaking, really, right? Like, that's the promotion, you know? Anyway, that's my thoughts. Um, Let's see here. All right. Let's do some news and fight announcements, guys. We'll do that. Let me pull up some news here. Uh, I'll take any questions. I'm, I'm here for both. 20, 25 more minutes. So take any questions. Obviously, Marcel's not here, so got a lot more time just to talk. Shoot the shit. Um, let's see here. I'm taking a look. Uh, any any thoughts, guys, on the whole Nagano thing? I mean, sure seems like UFC and him are just, you know, they're just not able to come to uh, an understanding. And again, I, I do feel like it's, you know, Dana's uh, issue with his management more so than, than anything, but you know, unfortunately, Francis is, is you know in the middle of this, so it, it sucks. Um, but I'm just not optimistic at all. It's going to get worked out either. And again, he's he's hurt, right? His knee is hurt, so he won't be fighting for a while. Let's do some fighting announcements, guys. Look we'll on Marcel's page. He's not here, but he's here in, in spirit. 
All right, Chase Super against Felipe Calaris. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, again, I'm not, I, we don't break down these fights, but we look at them. And Chase Super's been super disappointing. You know, you know what sucks? I was actually at his first fight, um, at uh, when he fought uh, Daniel Tamer, not David, Daniel Tamer. He looked amazing in that fight, and I'm like, damn, this kid's gonna be good. But he's looked like shit in the UFC. Let's be honest. Uh, the guy just doesn't look like a UFC caliber fighter. He's really small, he's skinny. Doesn't have man strength yet. I don't know. Like, I mean, the guy's got good jiu-jitsu, but that's not going to that, – that won't get you far. Striking is not good. Um, Calaris is an underrated guy, I think. You know, he's had some really scrappy fights. Um, I, I think, you know, it's possible Chase could win this fight, but, you know, Calaris to me is more solid. And does that say fuck you as his tattoo? That's amazing. Wow, that's a crazy tattoo. Fuck you. There you go. When a guy's on the top of him laying down grounded pound, he just sees that in his chest, right? some other ones. I'll get your guys' comments in a sec. Taroni and Lozon. So I, I like this fight. I, I think this is a great fight. This is the fight. This is the one, guys. You know, this makes so much sense. I, I'm happy this fight's taking place because these guys are both shot, and this is the, this is the last ride, I think, for both of them. I, I hope this is the last fight for both guys. Um, why on a fight night? Why is this not on the pay-per-view, though? This should probably be on a pay-per-view main card. You know, like the second fight or third fight. Great send-off for both guys. Maybe the UFC does not convince they're going to retire. Um, but for me, you know, I, I would have put this fight uh, on a pay-per-view, you know, because I think you need fans for these guys. Um, maybe by April they'll have fans in the Apex. I doubt it. So I think that's a little bit of a mistake. Um, let me get these comments. Sorry, guys. I think UFC might try. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, Kevin Lee, yep, yep, it's true. He's talking about Francis, I agree. Watch the FFC. I didn't see it, but that's awesome. I like how you're always watching these smaller shows, John. That's awesome, man. You're always making money, too. Yeah, I like Aaron Jeffrey a lot. Canadian guy, obviously. Um, good fighter. Which worse, I don't think Challenger Series. Yeah, I, I, we don't even get ESPN Plus in Canada. I can't even watch that. So that's the other thing. I, it's just like the PFL TV deal is not great here. Uh, yeah, Claire's probably be super. But yeah, I mean, this fight's interesting. I don't really know who's going to win. I mean, I've always thought Cerrone was the better fighter, but you know, he looks really shot now. And Joe's got these... Joe's weird, right? Like, he has these weird fights once in a while. Like, when he knocked out... Uh, um, GS, JSP, Jonathan St. Pierce, like that shocked me. Like, I'm like, this, I thought this guy was shot for years, like the last five years, you know? Yet he still pulls out those wins. Like, didn't he knock out Diego Sanchez in like a minute, too, I think? So, I mean, the guy, he can pull it off. He's got power submission. The crazy thing is, Cerrone has the most bonuses all time UFC and, and, and uh, Lozon's third. So, love it. I mean, they're just two studs, but at the end of the career, and I hope they retire after this fight. Um, I saw this one today. This is a good one too. Luis Saldana and Bruno Silva, two strikers. So fun fight, two strikers. You know, it should take place in the feet. Whoever you know is a more effective striker will win the fight. I think. Um, William Knight, Maxim Grishin, uh, interesting fight. I mean, William, he has the win over Alonzo, but I, I don't really know if he should have won that fight. It was close. Uh, whereas this guy, you know, Maxim Grishin, he doesn't have the win over um, what's his name, uh, Justin, Justin Jacoby, but he should have won that fight, right? So it's one of those things. It's like I. I, even though the records are, are like, the, yeah, like what they're doing right now is kind of the opposite. I'm kind of a little bit higher on aggression, if that makes sense. I, I don't know. This is close, though. I, I got to think about this fight more. I don't really have a, I don't have any thoughts, to be honest with you, besides that. Um, yeah, I like, I like Susan too, to be honest with you. Um, I have to look at it more, but I remember the guy being a good striker from uh, LFA, right? So, Soroni got any decent fighters to be from Ranch? I don't think so, right? Didn't he have Daniel Rodriguez? Um, wasn't he's there? Wasn't he the guy? I don't even know if he's there anymore. Goes on Cerrone, kind of similar. Uh, yeah, exactly. I know that's the thing, right? Like they have those like off nights or good nights sometimes. Uh, Damon Jackson and, and Camelo Kirk. 
Um, you know, Damon Jackson is only a month older than me, but you know, my hair is going too. Don't get me wrong, but this guy's is like way far back now. So I'm just glad mine's not like that yet. But in a couple of years, I'm sure it'll get there too. Um, and Camarillo Kirk. I mean, it's a good fight. You know, you got a guy in Kirk who really got out grappled really badly against Macquarie McCartney, but he again, he was the guy doing the damage right from the bottom. So that's why he won the fight. Um, Damon Jackson in his last fight, you know, survived a horrible cut against Charles Worth, like one of the worst cuts I've ever seen, probably. And managed to win the decision the guy is a good grappler so interesting fight uh i, I mean i think go either way you know it's an interesting fight go to the next one here mark diakiesi and, and uh slava borshev i mean it's a fun fight um kind of weird though because diakiesi is coming off a loss he lost his last fight to uh rafael alves the turn and slava is coming off a quick knockout win i'm glad they're getting back in the, in the octagon quickly though he's gonna fight in march so it's a fun fight but i mean how do you not favor slava the guy's been you know looking amazing lately right why was Kirk over slow? I'm not sure. Good question. I don't know. But, he, you know, the guy, I think he's decent. You know, I think Kirk is decent. Um, this is a good fight. This is also a main event. Uh, Jessica Andrade and Amanda Lemos. Uh, just a good fight. You know, Jessica has obviously proven over the last 10 years that she's one of the best women's fighters in the world, regardless of weight class. You know, I, I think Jessica Andrade is really underrated because she fights at 115, 125, 135. Like, she's fought at all the weight classes in the UFC. And she's won in all the weight classes in the UFC. And she's fought for the belt and. I think two at least. It's not, yeah, she didn't fight at 135. But the point is, she's a good pound for pound fighter, like really good. But Lemos is up and coming. She's coming off a couple knockout wins. She looked amazing. It's really surprising to see her four years older, right? That's a little surprising. <clears throat> it's an interesting fight. I mean, what do you guys think about this one? This fight's, this is a crazy fight. This is a crazy fight. Again, this is a few months from now. I'm not breaking it down now. I'm not going to give you guys my final pick, but I mean, this. This is a crazy fight, you know. I think Andrade is really good. You know, she knocked out Kaylin Chikagian. No one knocks out Kaylin Chikagian. That's a big win. Then again, Lamos knocked out Souza. She knocked out uh, Montserrat Ruiz in like 30 seconds. She's been killing everyone. I love this fight. This is a perfect fight. Yeah, man, this guy's pumped. I'm pumped too, dude. My blood's rushing right now. This is a great fight, you know. Andrade, female BMF. She sure is, dude. She's a, she's a, bad, a badass girl. And and um, I met I met her actually in, in uh, Brazil. Um, the day after, I'll show you guys right now. The day after she won her uh, her belt um, uh, against uh, Roseanne Yunus, the first fight. So I was I was in Brazil. Um, I, I think I told some of you guys for Poker Stars. They called me and me and Aaron Brossard both went together. Actually, it's crazy. Aaron lives like five minutes from me. He's a he's a good friend of mine. Um, so we both went down there, and my God, it was fun. Let me just pull up the. Uh, the uh the picture so this was actually it's crazy right Time, you know guys you're, the years go by very quick you know because this was three years ago and it sure doesn't feel that way but that was awesome and i got a really cool picture with uh her here it is pull up here i, I met a couple fighters there i mean i was i wasn't working remember that i wasn't working i saw her in uh she was in the line i was checking out the hotel the next morning she was literally in front of me in line i got an awesome picture with jessica Literally in line, one, one, you know, so that was pretty cool. Um, that was a fun trip, guys. I think I also met, oh, sorry, this way. I think I met, I met them. That was a fun one. This guy was cool. And there's another guy. Rio was amazing. That was, that was awesome. The uh, DJ Penn. So the crazy thing about BJ was um, I met him. And then literally when I, the day I got back home, I started writing for his website. So that was a really good chance meeting that I met him. And where's the other one? Bruce Buffer was there, and this one, my boy, 
Johnny Walker, who I met as well, and I had dinner with him. He was an awesome guy. So that was that was a really good uh, memory, you know. Good memories, guys. Good memories. Let me, let me pull up the uh, finances again. But that was that was a that was a really good memory. Just to meet Jessica the day after she won the belt was amazing. Um, not great quality of, of holding for Lemos. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I agree. You know, this is a huge step up. Like Andrade to your Lemos last fight. Hill. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot about the Angela Hill fight. Yeah, you know, I thought she lost too. I forgot about that fight. Sorry. You know, but at the same time, she did end up winning, right? So, Andrade comes across. Yeah, she's she's really nice, dude. Thanks, thanks, Joe. Uh, and I'm not. Don't worry, I'm not the. I'm not one of those guys who just takes picks. But I wasn't working, right? So it was fine. Uh, I was there as a fan. It was great. <laughs> it was actually great. So. The amount of fighters you saw at the hotel was it was pretty insane, actually. Um, like I remember Clay Guido's there, uh Jared Kanier. Like Jared Kanier was walking around, no one knew who he was. It was really weird. He just broken Anderson some of the leg. Like he's in Brazil, like you think everyone hate him, but he's walking around like no one even knew who he was. It was hilarious. No, I mean, oh dude, if you want me to go back like 10 years, I'm like half the size I am now, man. I'm, I'm a big dude now. Um, let's see. Okay. So my boy James Lynch is convinced that Misha's getting knocked out in this fight. What do you guys think? I mean, it's possible, right? Oh, oh, well, he did actually like the thing. That's awesome. You know, well, I guess Vieira must, I don't know what happened to him. Like, he must have had a bad weight cut or something and been sick. But, the, you know, Vieira was going to beat him, you know, I think. But Misha's chin is so weak. It's just, he did look decent against Jocko, to be fair. Um, probably should have won the fight, to be fair. But... Again, you know, the chain and the durability really bothers me, guys. I'm not sure about you, but Misha's chain just scares me too much. So, not sure. Um, yeah, pull a little too botch weight cut. Yeah. All right. Another good fight. Marcel told me about this one. After the podcast last week, he goes, oh, I just found out about this fight. I'm like, oh, man, it's amazing. So, Krylov and, and Paul Craig. It's a great fight. You know, uh, Paul Craig is... Um, one of these, I just can't get his fights right. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I'm the worst at picking Paul Craig fights, right? Because I think he's going to get knocked out by all these strikers, and he just somehow grabs the arm and breaks it. It's just crazy. So I just, I'm, I'm not betting against him anymore. You know what I mean, guys? Like, I just can't do it. And Krylov is a pretty good fighter. Like, he's probably the better striker, obviously. But, you know, while his grappling is decent, I think it's, you know, Paul Craig's way better on the ground. And I remember when he fought Johnny Walker, he got reversed a few times on the ground. So, and OSP, he did beat him in the rematch with the first fight. I don't know, guys. What do you guys think about this one? This is an interesting fight, too. Serkinov's chin regenerate. It did. I don't know how he... But Jocko doesn't hit hard, though. Let's be fair. is not a power puncher. Jocko is a, is a very... He's a grinder. He's like a boring grinder. He's one of the, he's one of the most boring guys in the roster. Uh, Alex Perea was like, I'm not fighting him because all he does is want to hold you against the fence for 15 minutes. I don't blame him. Maybe it's the truth. Oops. A couple other fights. This one's good too. Suma Darji and Manel Cop. I like this fight a lot. Uh, you know, that's it's hilarious though, right? This guy was saying, I want a title shot. Give me a title shot. Like, I'm thinking, buddy, you ain't even ranked. Remember, I, I even tweeted about this that someone was like, Oh, well, that's how you get that's how you become a star. You, you talk shit in the mic. And I'm like, uh, no, I think it's I think you actually win fights. This guy hasn't beaten anyone good. That's the problem, right? Like, Juma Gulab is, you know, the way he won was great, but the guy's not good, really. So you know, to me, this is kind of a test because Madarji is one hell of a striker, man. This could be a bad matchup for Manel Cape. You know, Madarji's a great striker. I'm not sure you guys think, but this could be a bad matchup for him. You know, you get these comments. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with it too. I'm not betting against Paul Craig. I saw Tate on Big Brother. Misha Tate or Celeb Big Brother in the US? Big deal. Is it Misha Tate uh, you're saying, Glenn? 
or or someone else. Uh, am I, am I, am I thinking about, who am I think who am I forgetting about? Who's another tape? Frank Tate? I don't even know. Yeah, I saw I saw Paul Dage retiring. But here's the truth: he's retired like five times in the past too. So it could could he could. Um, yeah, that I just fight wasn't greatest either. Which which Tate? Uh, uh, Gwen, is it uh, Misha Tate? Is it gonna be a Big Brother? Really? Oh, oh, I see now. Um, I see it now, Gwen. Misha Tate, Big Brother. Why doesn't she have a family? What is she doing? Like, <laughs> sorry guys. There's no way in hell my fiance would let me take off for three months or whatever it takes to film that show. She has two young kids. What is she doing? I thought, did she have a fight coming up? I thought she's fighting, uh, wasn't she fighting someone? Or maybe I'm wrong. Like, uh, Lauren Murphy? Yeah, in May. She's fighting Lauren Murphy in May. So, is she on right now or what? Like, I, I haven't watched big, I haven't watched it in like 20 years, honestly. Um, let me see here. Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, I'm not watching this shit. No way. I'm not watching it. I just don't, I don't like Beach Day. I mean, I think you know she's super annoying. I can't even imagine her on the show, guys. Like, it's going to be brutal to watch. Like the amount of complaining, you know, she's someone that's always getting in people's like other messing around with people's lives. You know, she's like talking shit about Aspen Lad and her husband. I mean, I think it's pretty fair now to be critical of her. Be like, you have two young kids at home. Shouldn't you be with your children? Why are you doing a celebrity Big Brother show? This doesn't make. I don't get it, guys. I always hear about celebrities. They're always like traveling the world. I'm like, don't they have kids? Like, who's watching their kids? Like. Or this, how about this guy Nick Cannon? He isn't. He's having an eighth child day with like I think seven different women, and people are like, "Oh, he's such a great father." I'm like, "How is he a great father when he is?" <laughs> there's no way he's, he's actually spending quality time. It's really easy, guys, to take a picture and to be like, "Look at me, I'm a great dad." It's a lot different when you're actually being a great dad, you know. And I'm learning that myself, quite frankly. You know what I mean? And I agree completely. I mean, she just I don't understand her at all. I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I forgot about the Adeshev fight. Thoughts on Yumavov uh, versus Dilema. Is that is that official? Uh, Bogoy Ivanov? Bogoy Ivanov. I didn't see that. So that's interesting. Um, versus uh, Marcus. I didn't know about that one, man. How come I didn't see this? I believe you, though, because I know you got some uh, inside stuff. Um, the fight the fight makes sense. Is it actually – is it official, dude, or what? Like, I mean, you actually – you obviously have some inside information. Um yeah, I mean, it'd be an interesting fight. You know, I think it makes sense. There we go. Look at this guy. This guy, I, again, I think this is Marcel's burner account. I'm just messing. It's not. But, you know, this guy's got some stuff, man. Appreciate it, dude. Appreciate the heads up. There you go, guys. Bogoy Ivanov and Marcos Rogerio Delima. You heard it right here. You heard it first on the MMA OB Daily Podcast from 8Loco. This is one of our, our favorite uh, posters now. This guy's always breaking news. This is crazy. I have a relative similar has a beautiful kid with assessment fee. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't get it. Like, I really don't get it. Like, and this is, a, you know, it's an issue that, you know, I think a lot of people have, but it's like, when you come at that, it's like, there's some trust me guys. There's a million things I'd rather do than like, but you know, wipe a diaper, but that's stuff you have to do. You know what I mean? So I'm just, how is she doing that? If she's in a big brother house. Like who's taking care of the kids. I just think it's really funny how this is the same woman. That's like talking so much shit about Aspen last thing. Her relationship is like bad and stuff. When, you know, she's doing really questionable stuff herself. Like, it's kind of weird to me. Bombs away. Someone gets knocked out. You know, actually, I don't know if I should say that because Ivanov's never been knocked out, right? Like, I don't think he's been knocked out before, has he? Let me double check. But I, don't, I think he's got, like, one of the best iron chains in the division. He's never been knocked out. Yeah. So I remember his fight with Ty Tuvesa, He that and I bet him as a dog in that fight. But, my God, he ate some bombs. Both guys did. But, man, the guys, you know, 
he could have arguably beat his last two opponents in Lewis and Sakai. He's a good, solid fighter. I think even though really good, Dilema, I mean, he knocked out Ben Rothwell. Who the fuck knocks out Ben Rothwell, guys? Like, that guy's got one of the best chains ever, although at this point his career is probably gone. Um, a couple other fights here. Pierre Rodriguez and Kay Hansen. Man, you're talking about someone who doesn't take their career seriously. I mean, Kay Hansen, right? So she took two years off. She's like 20, 22, 23 years old. Took two years off uh, after the Canada fight. Does OnlyFans. You know, talks about it constantly. Says she's going to come back better than ever. Looked terrible at a higher weight class. And then two months later, she's going back down in weight. Who is her manager? She's getting bad career advice, in my opinion. You know? Um, I think Kay could win this fight. I don't think Pierre Rodriguez is that impressive. Um, she was on contender series. I don't remember being impressed. But, you know, if Kay loses this fight, she's getting cut. And it just makes me wonder, like, because right now, guys, she's, she's 22 years old, and, and her record's 7-5. and five. Like, what other 22 fighter has 75 records in the UFC? I'm just confused, really. Like, I'm almost confused why she's in the UFC. She did she did beat Jin Frey, though. So she does have that win. And to be honest with you, I had a lot of questions before that fight, but she gets the win. I'm like, all right, Mason Lee's here. Probably should have beaten Courtney Kenner. But then just, you know, takes two years off, does OnlyFans, comes back and moves up in weight class and just gets out wrestled and, like, had nothing for Jasmine. Jasmine did. She was a terrible performance. I just, like, what's she going to learn in three months? Come on. This is a mistake. What did she not? What did she learn in the last two years? Like she didn't show it in that last fight. Saw no improvements in the striking. I know I'm being critical, guys, but I do think there's talent here. That's why I'm being critical. I think there's talent, you know, in Kay Hansen. I think her uh, submission game is really good, you know. But I think she's got bad management, and I think you know coming back so soon is a mistake, personally. Um, you know, again, switching weight classes one more time. I just just question, it. and I think a lot of MMA managers are just doing their clients bad and. You know, I think a good manager who cared about this girl would say, hey, you know, you got a lot of holes in your game. You got to work on them because this last fight you're dealing, if you lose, you're getting cut. So just like this guy said, fair takes. I appreciate it, man. I'm not trying to – I actually like – I don't mind her. Like, I like her. You know, she's you know good-looking girl, decent fighter, but it's like she's making bad career decisions in my opinion. You know? And I think the management's to blame. That's my honest opinion, guys. And I think uh, not just with Kate, a lot of fighters, bad management will screw you over in this in this game, you know? Pierre's fight's always bangers. Yeah, it could be a good fight. Can't, I know she was on Contender Series. I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, she could. Kay could be better than the weight class. Uh, her manager is only fans. They take a hard percentage. Maybe, maybe she doesn't have a manager. Actually, you know what? Maybe she doesn't. Now that I think about it, Kay's last fight or four fights. Are you sure? Are you sure, Aid Local? Because I'm going to ask you because she, her, her show money was 17000 So I think she's on her second contract because. My guess is they gave her a little bit more than when she, after she beat Jimmy Frey. They might have given her a second deal. So she might actually have more than one fight left because she made 17 and not 10 or 12. So I actually think she's on her second deal. But uh, I, don't, I don't mind her OnlyFans. I mean, you, I'm sure you guys have seen some of the leaked pictures. I mean, like I said, she you have to do what you got to do for money. But if you're doing that, you're taking away your focus on MMA. It's just a fact. Like if I'm doing another job, you know, I'm taking my way of focus on what my other job is supposed to be, right? So my opinion, but again, as a fighter, it's hard, right? Because you don't get income all the time. Like you, I get paid every two weeks, you know, or every month or whatever. Like as a fighter, you get paid what, like twice a year, three times a year. So you need that extra supplement income. And if you're a young girl, I mean, it's a, it's an easy way to make money, right? It really is. Let's be honest. I'm not saying like anyone could just take pictures and make money, but in her position, I understand it. I'm just saying like, if I was her manager, like last year, I would have been like, you can do this, but 
you know, these are the consequences potentially. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Like, that was never talked about. But hope, I mean, I, like I said, I like the girl. Hopefully she, she sticks around for a while. But again, the rec, she loses this fight. She's seven to six, guys. I mean, come on. That's just not good. Uh, I think we talked about this fight last time, I think. But I love this fight, Uriah Hall and Andre Muniz. Yeah, we talked about these ones. So that's it for the for the fight announcements. Um, got a couple. Yeah, I got five more minutes left. So you guys want throw some more questions in. I'll take them for five more minutes. First fight against Frey. Second fight against the girl from Wales. Yeah, McKenna. To be fair, I mean, she could have won that fight. Then again, yeah. Yep. No, I know. I, I'm not saying you're wrong with the four fights. It is four, but I'm just saying, like, usually the first contract is 10 or 12, right? And then the next deal, wouldn't it be more money? Or do you get more if you win the first fight? Uh, yeah, we talked about – I think we talked about this one last week, Booster Nansenento, I think. Um, I like the fights. I, I think I talked about it with myself. I missed it. I apologize. Let me, let me check. Actually, I might have missed that. Um no, no, I, th- I think we, I think we mentioned it the last second. But anyways, um, I really like Yogi Bear uh, Nascimento, but I know he's coming off like uh, like a drug suspension, so you gotta wonder like what's he gonna look like now. Boser obviously he's, he hasn't fought in a while. You know, I was I, I'm like man, Boser fought a few months ago, and I looked at his record. It was like last June when he knocked out that guy. So it's been a while, man. Um, yeah, I mean, there's OSP, right? I mean, Boser is a Boser. I think should win, but. I got, there's a few things with this fight. Like, I want to know the weight. Um, I think Nassimento weighs more, right? I got to double check that. But I mean, not, he's a grappler, right? So, I mean, he could take him down and hold him maybe. Um, I got to think about the fight more. But I, I like both guys, you know, to be quite frank. I, I think they're both solid. I like both of these. Funny guy. He's a pretty good fighter. Not a great fighter, but decent. He's just hilarious, though. Um, James isn't in the chat, but I know James just interviewed him. And he was, like, trying to get him to, like, talk shit about, like, as a joke. Because uh, there were some hockey press conference like last month where um Leon Dreisaitl is like one of the best players in hockey the reporter was like you know uh he was being a dick to the guy and it was hilarious right and James was like I'm gonna try doing this with Tanner <laughs> the action Tanner just wasn't having it <laughs> me too I've said this too and that's you know what I don't know if you've seen Glenn go Glenn go on YouTube and, and uh watch the after he not, I think it was after he beat uh, OSP, but it's like Brad Okamoto's interviewing him, and he's like, "Are you going to go to two or five? He got so pissed. He's like, "Why would I go to two or five? I just won my fight." So no, he's not going to two or five. Now he won his last fight. He knocked out OSP, right? Do you think if Aspinall beats Volkov and shows he has cardio to beat Francis? Tom Aspinall's great. You know, I'll to be honest with you, I've always liked him for like what three years now, I guess, since he's been in the UFC after he knocked Collier in Fight Island. But where I really like Tom Aspinall, guys, was when he submitted Andre Arlovsky. He submitted Andre Arlovsky. I mean, who the fuck does that? Like, that is really hard to do. So, for me, it's like the fact he submitted Andre, it shows that he is next level because, again, what heavyweights have the striking and the ground game? Very few. Francis does. We know Francis does now, which is amazing because Francis, we don't thought he was just a striker, but he, he's got the grappling too. Aspinall, I just don't know yet. I got to see the fight with Volkov, how it plays out. I think that could be potentially a hard fight for him. You know, Volkov's, I've never been great at picking his fights, but, you know, he, he can have great performances. You know what I mean? And, and uh, it's interesting. Dad was first black belt in England. That's crazy. I did not know that, actually, about his dad, Tom Aspinall's dad. I know Tom, I believe, is a black belt, and Tom's very good in the ground. Volkov made great hard look good. I mean, he survived for three rounds in that fight. I wouldn't say he looked great, but you're right. I mean, he, he didn't look terrible. Nagano is big step up. And, and, you know, Volkov didn't look great against Tabura either in his last fight. And, uh, you know, against Cyril Gaon either. Although, again, those are some quality fighters. But 
Tom Aspinall, I like him, man. I I, I like him. I like him, Ain't Loco. I, you know, it's, it's better to see a knockout, right, obviously, or a submission, but I kind of hope this fight goes deep because I want to see what his cardio looks like because that, that is a question for me still because, yeah, he beat uh, Orlovsky's cardio look okay in the second round. It looked... Actually, if I remember the fight, it was last February, I want to say, but it was like he was doing well, and then he was like teeing off our loss. And then you saw Tom get a little tired. And at the end of the first round, it was like, oh shit. Like I was, because I parlay him and Dawkins. They both fought in the same card. Dawkins knocked on uh, Alexia Linick. But then the second round, he got his win back and, and he submitted Orlovsky. So I, I think his cardio is going to be okay. But again, I don't know. I don't know. It's a guess. It was like Giga a few weeks ago. We were like, okay, his cardio should be good at five rounds, and it wasn't, right? So, well, if you ask, yeah. Francis, uh, yeah, no. Biggest question. Yeah, not for sure. Anyways, um, I think that's it for today, guys. I, I pretty much talked about it. My mouth is completely dry at this point. So really appreciate you guys obviously joining the podcast today and uh, asking the questions. It's awesome. And we got a fight broken today by 8 Loco. So, again, I don't know who you are, buddy, but I appreciate it, man. It's, it's cool. Uh, it's like the, He's like another Marcel <laughs> in the chat. He sounded this week's pocket. He stepped in the car. That's good to know. Um, didn't see it, but I know he. I know Bisping interviewed him, which is which is awesome. Anyways, I think that's gonna be it for today's podcast, guys. Um, so appreciate you guys joining. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at mmadamartin. Podcast is at mmaozrigger.com. And I never say this stuff, but I gotta say it now because I never say it. Like it, share it, subscribe it, tell your friends about it. We want more people in the podcast. We've been getting more viewers. I understand we're not even close to some of the other podcasts, but we know you guys are here every week. This is a good podcast. It's a quality podcast. And the more the merrier for me. So if you guys have any other MMA friends, you know, say, hey, listen to Adam's podcast and give them the link. You can download it on, on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, all those places. So there's a lot of places to, to, to listen to the podcast. Tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern, Marcel's going to be back with me. We'll break down UFC Vegas 47, Strickland Hermanson. I can't wait for that, guys. In the meantime, you can follow me at MMAoddsbreaker.com. we got the opening odds up for that card. MiamiNews.com for, for MMA News. And then Bookies.com, my main job. And good thing is, this week, uh, my first article for bookies.com, the new place I'm working, uh, I'll be doing my best bets for this card. So I'm, I'm going to be doing an article for them going forward. I can't wait. I'm excited to start writing more about MMA again, obviously. And uh, yeah, appreciate it, guys. Talk to you tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern. Breakdown UFC Vegas. Peace.